0: Central teachings of Buddhism, such an important topic that I want to talk about in this uh, episode. So, what you first have to understand in Buddhism is the four noble truths, because it really is the foundation of everything in Buddhism. And it consists of the first truth, which is that life is or life contains suffering. And... That is a very important realization um, which a lot of people think at the first moment that it means that everything in life is suffering. And that is of course not not true. But um, what it says actually is that suffering in life is inevitable. You cannot escape suffering. You can just escape it for a short time. But the longer you escape your suffering the bigger it will be afterwards because you just pressure it down in your subconscious. You don't let it come up to the surface and then you will have a longer time of not suffering but just because then you have to have a longer time of suffering afterwards or a more intense uh, time of suffering. So there's no escaping from suffering and that is a really important um, understanding because in the western world we still tend to think that we can escape suffering we still think that we can if, if if just we do the right things we will not have to suffer anymore and buddhism is a lot more realistic in this regard and they just realize really deeply that there's no escape there's no escape from suffering. Suffering is existent. and Of course, we can learn ways to um, to reduce our suffering. But most of the techniques in the West that we use to apparently reduce suffering are actually um, techniques that do not reduce suffering. They just postpone it. You know, like pleasure-seeking and distracting ourselves with television or anything like that it just it just distracts us so that we don't suffer now but the suffering it just stays inside of us and it comes up in a different moment so that's a really important realization where Buddhism is a lot further than most Western approaches to happiness because it just realizes that suffering is inevitable it's just It just is the reality of, of being. And so that's a really important foundational realization um, that you really, yes, you, sh- you should be aware of. And the more you try to escape suffering, the more suffering you will have at another point in your life. So the second truth is where does that suffering come from? Why do we suffer? and the idea in buddhism about why we suffer is basically because we have desire we have we want something a certain way we are attached to a certain way that we want th- things so desire and attachment you can kind of put it in the same same way so uh, if you have a desire then you are attached to some objective no and desires doesn't have to be like normal desires like I want that but also just the way you want the world to be if you want the world to be in a certain way then that is a desire and that is an attachment because you're attached to that idea you think the world would be better if all people were like that if everybody behaved like that so you're attached to a certain certain way of uh, of thinking and because you're you have that idea of how the world should be you're suffering because you're not accepting the way it is you're just not accepting it you're just not not in harmony you're just not aligned with the reality of your being you're you just yeah you're taking yourself out of alignment you think something should happen so that you can be happy you can uh, be satisfied with the world. So that's the second truth, that um, the source of all suffering is desire is attachment. So the third truth, and I love that about, um, about Buddhism because it's so straightforward, it's just very systematic and logical. So the third truth um, is what is the path to, to ending suffering? And of course, once you've realized what is the root of suffering, which is desire, which is attachment, it becomes very clear what's uh, the end of suffering, which is freeing yourself from desire and freeing yourself from attachment. Now, that's a really tricky one if you look at it closely, because you can stop doing some desire, for example, you have this desire for sex. Yeah? So you can um, say, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to have sex. But that doesn't kill the desire. The desire is, uh, is still there, you know, and um, that's kind of the whole problem also in the, in the Catholic Church that we're facing, that everybody is um, yeah, withholding. But that doesn't kill the desire. And Buddhism is very clear in that, that it's never about the outer form. It's never about what you actually do. It's about the actual desire you have within yourself. And uh, it's really hard to find out how you can let go of these desires, because that is what it is in the end. In the end, it's always about letting go of attachment, letting go of desires so how do you do that and that leads us to a fundamental basic of buddhism which is that the source of of all this suffering in the end is attachment and attachment desire comes from not understanding properly the consequences so the foundation of of attachment and of um of suffering in the end is a bad understanding because it's living an illusion it's having that illusion that um once you get something you're gonna be it's gonna be perfect yeah so i have in the end the source is a bad understanding believing something to be in a certain way that it is not believing in illusions in the end and how do you free yourself from illusions and there are different ways no, the the wisest way is to look at something that you want and see and really deeply see and really deeply realize on a visceral, on a whole body level. That even if you get what you want. It's not, not going to give you what you want. And really realizing that what, what you want. Once you have it, once you have the experience. Once you really have it, you're going to realize that you did not see it as a whole. And that's where being conscious and unconscious, one other fundamental concept um, of spirituality comes in. Because the problem and the reason that we have a bad understanding is that we're not conscious of the whole consequences of our action so we think for example money makes us happy so we have that desire to have more money but we do not realize all the downsides that come for example with this so we do not see the whole picture we just see one part of the picture we're unconscious of the other parts and because we are unconscious of the other parts We do not see the whole thing as a whole. We do not realize the entire um, meaning of uh, what it means to have that desire. We do not realize how this desire makes us suffer. We do not realize it. We do not get it. And because we do not get it, because we do not see clearly in our mind that The desire is what makes us suffer. Because we do not see that clearly. Because we do not realize it at a really foundational level. Because we have that mal-understanding, that wrong understanding, that ignorance. Ignorance is the, the key factor. We ignore We ignore this essential part of reality. We just see one aspect. We just see one side of the coin. And as long as we just see one side of the coin and we don't see reality as is, we have desire. Once we see the whole thing, we realize that everything had advantages and disadvantages. There's nothing in life that has only advantages. It does not exist. And once we see that, once we realize the truth of being, our desires automatically vanish because we realize that they do not give us what we think they give us, that it's just an illusion to think that they can give us something. So, it's really about getting that understanding. And... If you're a very wise person you can get that understanding just by seeing the truth. Most of us though are not that wise so what we have to do is we have to walk the walk. We have to actually get what we want to see the downsides of what we want. We actually have to live and feel what it means to have what we want to realize that it was not what we wanted so it's really crazy because we could if we would take the time and if we would be wise enough and conscious enough we could see from the beginning that it's an it's a pathless road it's it does not lead us to anywhere but because we are not conscious of that we walk the walk we realize it and it had a sense then Although we could have prevented the whole thing from the beginning. But because we couldn't, it makes sense that we walked the walk. And that's really important to understand that if you're just not able to see the downsides of your desire, then get what you want. Get it and then you will see. So yes, that's... The key aspect of the third truth um, of how we how we can um, can end our suffering, and then the fourth truth basically describes um, the way uh, of Buddhism, which is then a little bit more complicated and longer longer topic. But from this fourth uh, truth and I wanted to mention at least three key aspects of Buddhism that everybody should be aware of because they kind of hold the main reasons um, why we have that suffering. And the first one is non-resistance or resistance. Because we resist, we suffer. Because we don't accept how the world is. The other one is non-judgment or judgment. Because we judge the world, it's, it's in the essence, it's another form of resistance. But it's nice to have them kind of uh, mentioned in this three-way path. So the first one is um, non-resistance or resistance. The second is non-judgment or judgment. And the third one is non-attachment or attachment. And they kind of meld together if you realize that they're all just associated to, uh, to desire. No, I mean, if you resist something, then you have the desire that it should be different. If you judge something, then you have the desire that something should be different. If you're attached to something, then you have the desire that something should be a certain way. And that's where you're attached. And the way I'm mentioning these three separately is because um, it's sometimes important uh, to see the different nuances you can see sometimes you can see okay everything is desire but if you watch your mind you might not be aware of that but you can see when you're resisting you can see when you're judging you can see when you're attaching these aspects you can actually see And when you can actually see them, then you can actually realize um, what's happening and you can let go. And this letting go, this most fundamental um, practice in all all, um, spiritual practice, it's really letting go of all aspects. Of the desire. It's not just intellectually. You don't have to just understand it. You really have to let it go physically, emotionally, spiritually, in every way. You have to really feel that you let it go, that you let it be, that you just take it as it is, that you come to peace with it. So, yes those are the main factors that i wanted to discuss with you um, regarding buddhism and it's really fascinating to see how this also maps perfectly with uh, yogi wisdom you know in yogi wisdom desire is also the fundamental reason why actually the whole world exists in yogi wisdom no and why we go through different life cycles because the only reason in yogi philosophy why we are reborn is because we still have desires and karma is a result of our desires it's because we have a certain desire but we're not yet able to reach it so we still suffer from the karma that is attached to it And, um, yes, so desire is actually, basically the whole reason for for our life. And that's kind of interesting, and I like that additional uh, notion. Because in Buddhism sometimes it can seem that it's the enemy, you know. It's, um, desire is the enemy, you have to get rid of it because it's the root of our suffering. And we, we suffer um, and... Because we don't want to suffer, we have to get rid of desire. But in yogi wisdom, we realize um, that we exist because we have desires. And without the desire, there would be no suffering, yes. But also without the desire, there would be nothing. Because there would be no reason to for life to exist. Life is a result of desire. Life is you first you have one you have oneness you have this and then from oneness comes this duality which is um wanting desire and then the natural result which is if you want something then it's not there yet so you're suffering because it's not there yet so it's a direct direct relation very very direct relation from oneness from just pure yeah non-manifested reality we have then this diversion between desire and suffering which then creates all of this uh, all of this um, world because um, we have these desires and i think it's really beautiful how these two uh, um come together the yogi wisdom and the buddhism and kind of create this understanding together and i think i will see buddhism as this foundation and then yogi as kind of the the additional uh, like part that makes it even more beautiful because buddhism is very rational is very clear and um, in yogi wisdom it kind of puts another perspective on it because sometimes Buddhism can can seem a little bit of uh, depressing because it's all about suffering and then yogi wisdom kind of creates all these other levels and it's really interesting also in yogi wisdom that in the end um, you know Buddhism is kind of not really a religion you know it doesn't need any god in yogi wisdom we have a god and the whole idea in the yogi world is that um, we have all these desires and we suffer and once we let all that go, we kind of come back to God. Because we have all these human desires and all these things that we feel attached to on this world. But once we let all of them go, we kind of come back to the desire for the divine. Which is really beautiful. It kind of brings this um, together very smoothly. So the purpose of letting us live all of these is kind of guiding us back to where we're we're from. It guides us back in a long circle, in a circle of many many lifetimes. But it guides us back to where we stand, where we came from. It guides us back um, to our original um, root or original place of um, being where we originated from. And I think that's a very beautiful addition to the sometimes very rational Buddhism that it kind of gives it a, this holy kind of kind of like a pilgrimage you know like a pilgrimage you're going through all these stages of desire to come back to realizing that you just want to be because desiring is always in contrast to being you know if you have a desire you're not just being and then all of this it just kind of leads it back to to being again which is really beautiful And yes, I think that's a beautiful way to end it because it kind of shows how it's all guiding us back to being. It's all guiding us back to accepting, not resisting, to finding peace. And those are all the same words in the end for the same thing, which is peace. Um, which is um, non-resistance, which is um, being. It's all just this notion of freedom, being, presence. Those are all just different words for this state of consciousness. So yes, that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. And have a beautiful evening or day.